Welcome back to the Roundtable of Rehab for the episode 7 with your co-hosts Michael and Rohan. We are sorry <laughs> that we had a bit of a hiatus again. Um, it happens. It happens, it happens, but we've both been incredibly busy. Um, doing good things, of doing course. Doing some pretty awesome, cool, very exciting things. So, firstly, Rohan, why don't you tell us what you've been up to? Where has the wizard been? Well... He's been working a lot, six, seven days a week, seeing You're a lot of patients. Nutcase. <laughs> I don't even know how many patients I saw today. I think I probably like saw like 16 or something. Stupid. No. Uh, anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucked. All right. Keep going. People need the wizard. Um, yeah, I've been working, sort of uh, gearing up, ready for medicine. Uh, we are now taking on a just a grad dip, just to bump up the requirements to get into Deacon. because. Masters. Masters, yeah. Yeah, Masters, yeah, yeah that's right. Because uh, Deacon isn't taking my third year results, apparently, so I've got to just uh, spice my, my GPA up a little bit, Good which is fine. But yeah, otherwise, just been working, doing a few procedural things on the back end of my business, which takes a little bit of time, looking at expanding. And then, yeah, mate, what about you? I heard you got a new job. What oh, happened? man, like so much, so many exciting things has happened. But Ooh, it, yeah, boy. so first things first, I resigned as clinical director of uh, from Reform. Had to happen. Um, really, really fortunate and grateful for the experience. I learned a lot uh, in terms of like business acumen and team team leadership and management, which is fantastic. But now I have, <clears throat> so I've been offered a new role, uh, which is clinical support specialist in neuromodulation, and for that's for a medical technology. That's a company. massive. That's a massive word. That's a massive, 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 massive job title. title. Massive title. Briefly, um, yeah. Give the audience what what does that entail, mate? So basically, I will be in surgery in theatre with orthopedic and neurosurgeons, helping them implement a spinal cord stimulator made by Medtronic for patients that have experienced really severe chronic uh, back and leg pain. Usually uh, palliative and terminal care patients, yeah? Also, yeah, so yeah. I also work with um, palliative and oncology patients as well because they also create a, a device which is for targeted drug delivery systems. So they insert uh, baclofen, which is um, delivered through a catheter through a little um, device like which is located in the patient's spine, and that is an antispasmodic, so it helps to decrease like muscular spasms and pain within someone's spine. It's a microdose, so it reduces the amount of uh shit or whatever that's like you know the, the drugs that put into the bloodstream and any potential adverse reactions so people with um long you know terminal cancer they can potentially go home because and like and live with a better quality of life and yeah incre- improving their quality of life for someone who doesn't have a a good outlook in terms of their health especially terminal ill patients rendered completely useless yeah. so it's unfortunate because it does happen so yeah so and, and then it's like you know terminal uh, and palliative care patients if they've only got six months to live then they're able to go home and actually like spend the rest of the time with, like with their family it's awesome mate it's, it's really i hope cool. you enjoy your job it's gonna be something really cool it's a bit different than what you used to but yeah i've been wanting this for like a good solid year and i worked my ass off for it and i got it so I'm, yeah. I'm stoked man i'm absolutely stoked um, so that's one thing. Going to be studying, you know, their online applied masters of sports science with you to help get us into Deakin, and we are going to be moving out together. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Which is going to be glorious. absolutely glorious or diabolical. Probably Diabol- both. It'll Probably be both. both. It'll be fun though. You'll get to see like roundtable rehab. We'll have our cameras set up in the house, training. Actually, footage. have a roundtable for it. Actually, have a roundtable instead of our square glass table that we got. 
um, <laughs> training, Guinness content content drops. Like it's gonna be phenomenal. It's gonna be great just to have that sort of continuous uh, updates and content and all the good stuff that we, we try and do now. But obviously, you know, running our own businesses. It's gonna be more consistent. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. way more consistent, and it's a step, a very massive, big step in the right direction for both of us, which is let's go. super exciting. All right, so let's get to the crux of today's episode, which is how to overcome severe acute lower back pain prior to a competition. Worst. worst the worst. The Two worst. weeks out. So annoying. So but it happens. It happens. Patient. For the sake of... Uh, Patient confidentiality. Confidentiality. We'll keep his name anonymous. Absolutely. Yes. Experience about the lower back pain after deadlifting. Now, typically, usually it was for him, last set, last rep. Always the case. Mm. Or most of the time. Yeah. How do you manage it? How did we manage it? Well, basically I told him that one, he's not going to be that severely injured because he came to me asking me, hey, I think I've blown my disc out. Mm. I looked at the footage. I was like, my guy, you didn't blow your disc out. Mm. I did some provoca- uh, provocation tests. So some slump tests to provoke the nerves. Came back negative. Uh, did some like intra-abdominal um, pressure testing like Vesalva. Nice, negative. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and obviously a good case history. Always take a good case history. It could tell you a lot about the condition. Now, um, I was there to witness that session, actually, and I saw on the last rep, last set, he lost a little bit of technique and a little bit of stability just because he's fatigued. Uh, the knees locked prematurely, and all that load went straight to the lower back, and evidently the lower back wasn't ready or capable to handle that load in that time. Now, to quickly mention uh, a little bit of an analogy I use, uh, the bell curve of training fatigue, or the bell curve of training. He's been training like that for a couple of months now, um, probably pain-free, no issue. But now, all of a sudden, that particular training style or that, you know, the dominant lower back movement of the deadlift that he uses didn't didn't bolster his his technique in a way that's going to be more beneficial to move the most amount of weight. He exceeded his capacity. Exceeded his capacity, which is normally, okay, the bell curve of training. So, how do we manage it? Well, he was very flexion intolerant. His erectors were super short, couldn't bend down. So, I'm like, okay, we need to restore this normal range of motion. What I did was I got him to take a seat and start doing some toe touches, hinging from the back, bending down. Um, he's training through one, two, three out of 10 pain. He's doing this movement with a little bit of pain and discomfort. It's very normal. He's sensitive, okay? A sensitivity in the lower back is normal after injury. But what I'm doing here is I'm improving his mindset that he can bend down. I'm improving his range of motion so he can bend down pain-free and I'm restoring his flexion and tolerance. We then progress this to um, a Jefferson curl or a, a accentuated... Um, toe touch where he's fully bending down from the lower back and then we just spammed this for days and days and days until the next consult yeah, where nice. he came in <clears throat> and we started to work on his deadlift from the floor position so we did some planking isometrics so i use a uh, a planking maneuver to relearn how to stabilize the pelvis in the bottom position cool and then we did some offloading training so some shoulder taps shoulder taps with that as well to allow the lower back to sort of uh, adjust and stabilize when we're offloading um one weight and direction which is great uh, for neuromuscular coordination and control. We then had to load manage him. Now he's two weeks out from comp, so it's it's sort of like he did his last heavy deadlift um, just before this injury, so it's great. It's not like he's missing out on anything. However, we just need to get him to comp now. And then after that, we um, yeah load managed him. He did a really good squat. His symptoms are still there, but they're like 90% uh, disappeared. And that's because we restored his range of motion. All right, We built his confidence up bending down. 
we told him it's okay to move a little bit of pain with a little bit of pain and a little bit of sensitivity and we improved his mindset because it said mate you're probably not injured it's definitely a lower back um, spasm it's a lower back fatigue your rectus are sore because they've been overloaded because your technique is more lower back dominant rather than lower back glutes core and hamstrings in the triple extension and yeah, we'll see how he goes. He came in for some needling today. His back spasmed quite a bit after needling. Definitely needed some dry needling in that. But otherwise, he's moving like pretty well. Like After two weeks, just restoring his normal range of motion, um, building his confidence back up and bending down from, uh, to get something from the floor and you know, relearning his starting position on the deadlift and just literally staying adherent to his rehab, the short-term plan was quite simple. And uh, no magic tricks here, but the, the emphasis is on just building the confidence back up. We're going to do all the hefty work after the comp, yeah? So comp's in two weeks. Well, it's now in five days, actually. Um, but I said to him, look, we'll get you there as symptomatically free as we can. Compete on the day. Do what we need to to manage the pain. Once that's done, we get to comp. And once that's done, as soon as we do that, that big off-season is we're going to put all the hard work in for making sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah, beautiful. So just managing pain and expectations up to the comp and then... Simple. Re- relearning the motor patterns. I hope you guys weren't expecting a massive answer, but uh, it's a very simple methodology. It is pretty simple. If you follow the the, the concepts and the protocols, uh, then it's it's you know it's basically load management. At the end of the day, it's just going. All right, what can we do? We've got like this time frame. So you're setting up a plan. We've got this time frame. Five days. He had two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. So it's like, all right, what can what can we do? There's not really much that we can do. No. So what can we do? So we're going to manage pain expectation. Okay, cool. Got the pain down. Function improved expectation was maybe all right do not compete nah that's all gone to how was that you're going to compete yeah so he's competing he's still going to do everything which is fine but then now once like we can't do anything about the competition standard you just have to go all right pain like manage it anti-inflames you know go for walks along the beach like that kind of thing this is the thing chill out Get your patient moving as much as possible you can. Yeah. So we want to get him moving, walking, and that makes him feel really good consequently. Um, and then what like he just has to do his best like throughout the competition, that's another phase. That's a given. And then after that, you might be a little bit aggravated and sore afterwards, but then he has a good another like twelve week block or however long that he has, like probably there's no really time like, you know, set time after no, the that. next six months we had a discussion. Yeah. Um, this is why you need to talk to your patients and clients and, yeah, and get their plan. goals and get, get what they want so you can work with them. He's going to spend the next six months doing a massive off-season yeah, to improve perfect. on his, uh, his ailments and his uh, immobilities and the things that let him down during his training cycle. Like you, obviously this patient's seeing myself and Michael. Yeah, so we're co-managing um, yeah. this patient. So What, what were your, some of your findings, mate? Um, so same thing, very anteriorly uh, tilted like through the pelvis. And no, that does not mean fuck all by itself. But... In this circumstance, as Rowan said, is that he's very, very short and tight, hypertonic, like, or protective through his erectors. So they're seized up, tilting his pelvis a little bit forward. And then when he's, like, his rectus, like, his rectus abdominis, like, is lengthened so that we can, like, we can know that that is probably, has a decreased capacity to shorten under load. He said as well, through the history, that he has neglected his core, or his anterior core training. No surprises. Totally, totally normal though. And he's not doing sit-ups for his anterior core training. Yeah. Uh, so then super tight through the back, uh, lengthened through the front, totally normal. And very, very, very limited hip internal rotation. There was almost uh, none. So he, we, I was basically just doing some hands-on stuff whilst, and I wasn't going to overload him with any extra homework or anything. Just manage the pain, symptoms, improve his range of motion and like his uh, quality of life and function. 
whilst like with just with soft tissue massage mobilizations through erectors, QL, rotational stuff like through the lumbar, hip internal rotation, um, some mutation stuff. So that's like, you know, working through the SIJ or like as much as you possibly Basically can. treating the entire area. Try, treating the entire giving area. Some, giving some relief, which yeah. is important because mind you, th- this is a kind of patient that's going to be extremely adherent. Like yeah. he, he's going to want to be doing everything he possibly can to compete on that day. And, and those we, are the yeah. best kind of patients. Exactly. So he's super adherent, which is good. And then basically just work through um, the entire... Uh, posterior chains which is like which is kind of like what he needed because those were his uh, points of discomfort just like in general like when he's like working and stuff like that so it was pretty simple management but then the nitty-gritty stuff definitely comes after the competition and 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 how he presents like after he does like he's all tries to attempt pb lifts and you just don't know at that time so the primary the primary sort of mindset was all right you're still going to compete because you put this effort in you're not ruled out. You don't have a disc injury. So rule out the big scary things. Mm. Okay? Restore his normal range of motion and by whatever means possible. Mm-hmm. So I did uh, a lot of overreaching maneuvers like Jefferson curls. Yeah? I did some neuromuscular control drills because obviously when you're sore, you're injured, your body's going to start moving away to avoid pain. Not ideal when you try and deadlift and you can't get in that position to begin with. So we had to relearn how to deadlift from the bottom position up. Funny thing is he was able to squat Completely pain-free or, you know, somewhat pain-free. So that's a good win, you know, and we counted the small wins. And what Michael and I are doing is sort of stacking these small wins over a long period of time because a small win over a long period of time is much better than a short change in a, uh, sorry, a big change in a short period of time. We have to kind of find the middle ground in that essence because he's got a comp in two weeks and he still wants to compete, but he's still in pain. Mm. So with a patient like him, I think... He's going to be definitely pushing hard in the day. He's going to be... The adrenaline's going to be running. But he's going to be now expecting to have to put the hard work in after his comp. Yeah. So he's got that expectation. Which, so it's... Yeah. Pain management, expectation management, and then just working on all the little nitty-gritty biomechanical considerations. And you guys are afterwards. going to be part of that journey as well, I'm sure. 100%. So, and it's, so basically, it's... Um, it's all it's all just load management. It's all just load management. It's Especially like, from start to finish. Out, yeah. It's just like, all right, let's slowly decrease the load, improve pain, improve symptoms, improve range of motion, build load back up. He's gonna hit a very like a massive spike in his load one day, probably has a little bit of a dip afterwards and that, and then it's a linear progression after that with just the yeah, load. We're just gonna get into his comp as symptomatically free as possible. Now Obviously, with the title of this, this uh, podcast, you know, how to fix or how to get your, <laughs> your athlete to the comp after experiencing some, some lower back pain, I think the answer really is in the crux of just restoring normal range of motion by whatever means necessary by the patient and, what you, can, and what you can give them. And give then them load manage. Yeah. yeah, load manage. Give them what they don't have. Manage their expectations. And they are laughing. But yeah, make sure you create a plan. Go, look, this is exactly what we're, it, like, we're going to try and achieve. And we're going to do our absolute best to work together to get there. It's just hard because two weeks is not that long. Nah, but, well, it, and it goes like very, very quick. But you can yeah. still do a lot as, oh, as we have. We've He's seen a, a 90% so, yeah. decrease in his pain. Yeah, so it's Mind absolutely you, yeah. fantastic. But that is actually like all the time that we have for uh, today because we're both busy. We're both going to actually look up some properties that we need to uh, potentially inspect. But that... Is, is the end of episode yeah, seven. It's good. Good to be back. It's, it's so very, in very episode eight, back. we're going to give you the outcome of the competition yep. uh, and his presentation. And then we'll go through some of our sort of longer term management plan. We'll actually write this up for you guys. That way we can streamline it. Sort of what we're going to give this particular patient uh, and our expected outcomes, which 
It's critically important. You, you lay out those outcomes to the patient. And that way, they're on board too. Everyone's coherent and adherent, and we are good to go. 100%. And then I'm also probably going to talk about my first days in, in the hospital and in theater as a clinical Ooh, support specialist. Yeah, that's be good. And telling you guys what that entails as well. But thank you all so much for listening. It means the absolute world to us. And we will see you in the next episode. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. <laughs>